Welcome back to Subcut, the medical-ish podcast where we talk about... Uh, I forgot the whole intro. Let me do that again. Welcome back to Subcut, the medical-ish podcast where we get under the skin of things that you might care about if you're a student or a uh, doctor or a healthcare professional or anyone that's interested in healthcare. My name is Justin. I used to be a doctor. My name's Neil. I'm a fifth-year medical student. I'm Emma. I'm a fourth-year physiotherapy student. I'm Niket. I'm a first-year biomed student. I'm Kambi, and I'm a first-year biomed student as well. Yeah, so we obviously got these two guests here today. Um, and the purpose of the episode today, as you can probably tell from the title, is that we're we're looking into what the first-year experience has been like you know, for both of you guys. Um, you know, we talk often about how... The challenges of pre-med are like, you know, they're very different from high school, how there is, you know, a big jump. There are things you need to prepare for. There are, you know, things that we can warn you about, but only when you actually are like facing it, do, do you, you know what it feels like? I thought it'd be a good time of the year and a good experience for listeners to actually hear it directly from you guys in terms of how you found it um, going into the year, coming in from high school, um, you know, what was the first day like? What was the first week like? And that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, why don't one of you start, maybe just start by introducing uh, like a bit of your background, like, you know, what school you went to and how your year 13 was and then how that first kind of week felt for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. So my name's Kamber again, and I went to Ormiston Senior College and my year 13 was pretty much, it went well, but with COVID, obviously we didn't get to do much. It was a lot more free time, but then around term two, term three, I did start looking more into JTT and mid because I was concerned about next year. So yeah, I started, did start prepping and like looking into like videos from Justin Subcut around term three and yeah. Well, you've had quite a bit of more extra prep time than me. Um, My year 13 was prepping me to get into engineering. Um, I went to ACG Sunderland and... I kind of covered all my bases. I did all my sciences, but I didn't actually think about doing medicine until I got that fast track offer for medicine. So once I got my offer for engineering, uh, I just did a lot of uh, looking into the syllabus, what I actually wanted to do with myself. And yeah, I found out that I wanted to torture myself. So I went through first year biomed. Nice. Okay. Wait, quick question. Um, just so that the listeners can just get a sense for like where you guys are at and like how relevant the story is, is going to be. Can you just give like a ballpark in terms of like how your year 13 grades and sort of your academic life was in high school? Just, you don't have to be like super specific, but you know, just an idea at least. Yeah, it was was good enough for biomed. More than enough for biomed. Yeah. I did NC and got excellence endorsement in all three years. Mm. So So I I come from Cambridge background. So basically just A stars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) And that's gonna that's um you know compared to the people that are around you in your first year, mm-hmm. is that would you say that you're kind of like around the same, a little below, a little above average, like based on what you know? Um, based on the Cambridge course I did for chemistry, bio, physics, I I do feel like I have an upper hand in some areas. No, sorry, I mean like in terms of like just other people in your in your cohort, because there's gonna be a lot of other people that did Cambridge as well. Oh yeah, like in terms of like. Yeah. I feel like everyone's on equal footing at this point in the year. Yeah. Yes, yeah, same for sure. 
excellence was not too hard to get in NCA. You just mm-hmm. had to look at the keywords and exactly. learn pretty much. I've heard stories about that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you know, NCA versus Cambridge, the difference between the two is like negligible when you compare like high school versus uni. Oh God, so, yeah, completely. <laughs> so actually on that note, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, what your first week was like on your or your first day, you know, sitting foot into the lectures. How did that, how did that all feel like? Really try to paint the story of how it felt, what you were doing and how did it feel in yourself kind of navigating through it? You know, any memorable challenges or points that you were like, oh, this is not what I expected or anything like that? Um, so going into physical lectures, your first uh, hurdle to get over is Auckland Transport. Obviously, waking up at 6.30 in the morning, trying to get your morning lectures in, that was a big step up from just getting a ride to school. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the brunt of the work in the day comes from just traveling. And that was like the very very hardest thing to get over in the first week but obviously it did get easier but it it was hard to find that equilibrium uh, in the beginning yeah for sure because our first two weeks was lockdown so we were at it we were at home oh, then yeah. once we did come back honestly i feel it was more motivating seeing like the entire cohort walking in mm-hmm. did kind of push me to you know want to do better essentially yeah i i felt like i i did feel that pressure from seeing everyone it just 40 minutes before the lecture started, oh, yes. the, the halls were completely filled with the largest crowd I've ever seen. And it, it felt exciting. I like that social aspect of uni. That's why I choose to go into uni every day instead of, uh, you know, might be more efficient doing it at home, but I, I choose to go to lectures. And yeah, that was, it did motivate me. It motivated me greatly because that, that whole Zoom lecture, those were really demotivating for me personally. You reckon it can be overwhelming though? Like seeing like mm-hmm. 800 people or like you're competing with this essentially? I was never daunted by large crowds. Yeah. But I, some of my friends around me, they're like shaking, like visibly shaking. So I'm like, oh, it's starting. Uni is officially starting now. Were you guys surprised by, you know, I get the sense that you guys might've been one of the more top students in your high school. It's okay to say yes. <laughs> uh, were you guys surprised by, you know, going into this room and being like, oh, actually, everyone here was basically almost like the top student. Like, it's not uncommon. Yeah. Because, you, cause, yeah, because, like, you know that when you've done well and now you're in a room with everyone else and you're just the normal. How was that? Did you feel that? Yeah, uh, kind of, it finally clicked that, People are in biomed for a reason. And those reasons are normally the same reasons that you got into biomed. So what distinguishes you from them is your your first few weeks, your first uh, few quizzes, your first few labs. It's really like shedding everything that you've learned about yourself in high school to become someone else at uni, especially in biomed. I mean, compared to other courses, obviously. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree with that. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's such a textbook question as well. And you guys don't have to give me your interview answer. Just give me a true answer because my true answer to this question was really, really simple. Um, but why mid? Like what like what sort of inclined you towards is it like a personal backstory sort of thing or just a that's oh, could be cool. Yeah. So everyone in my mother's side of the family are doctors and everyone on my father's side are engineers. Yeah. So it you know, uh, I had a wide variety of options, you could say. 
Um, for me, up to like year 11, 12, I didn't really know. I was just looking at the subjects that I was doing well in. And actually, I actually wanted to do biomedical engineering. But then the job opportunity in New Zealand for that isn't much. Therefore, I decided let me have a try at biomed and then med. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and I suppose like we, we can move on further now into into what the year's been like. And how many weeks has it been since you guys started? So five proper weeks of lectures, yeah. six weeks of yeah. total. Ooh. Yeah. So far everything that you expected it to be or uh definitely the largest step up I've seen from anything because from my year eleven to year twelve, like our syllabus completely changed. We had to ramp up all the studying we had to do. And I felt like that was the biggest jump in my life. Now going from year 13 to uni, that that's elementary. That's completely preschool stuff. Yeah, it, it's it, it's combined with the freedom you get from uni. It, you choose to do what you need to do in your own time. In school, you get hounded every week for what you need to do to keep up with the class. But it's... yeah. Yeah, it's very different to how they treat you in uni. And sometimes you slip, sometimes you do more than you need to. Um, yeah, it's finding that balance. The difficult thing is also you don't really know exactly what you need to, you know, when you're first at uni, it's kind of like a little bit confusing what the right amount even is. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, was your experience pretty similar to that? or? Yeah, the first week, as you said, like, I did not, because we went to the body systems, right? And we briefly cover, like, we just go in one lecture. So it's like really daunting on how much into the body systems do I need to know? Because they literally have one slide for a body system with a bunch of sentences. Then you can actually go in so much more yeah. detail. And it's interesting. It, it's definitely interesting. But when you look at the lecture slides for revision and you see 80 lecture slides waiting for you that evening, some of that um, interest you have in the topic really starts to dwindle that evening. Yeah, pretty rapidly. So, okay, let's let's talk about the lectures themselves because I think it's important for year thirteen students that are coming into it. You know, we're we're about to, um, you know, at the time we're recording this, we're about to run some webinars for year thirteen, year twelve students, and we're going to tell them the whole spiel that we always tell, right? About you know, first year is difficult. You got to prepare for it. You know, you need to have your study skills down. You know, and all of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So let's try to paint the picture of what it's like uh, in the lecture. So if you take, you know, what you would consider as like pretty reasonable um, measure of the content in a lecture and you try to paint some kind of comparison to what maybe a year 12 or year 13 student listening might be able to relate to, what, you know, what would you give? Huh? I would say like two of, let's say, the most content-heavy lectures in BioSci is probably equates to like one statistics paper in high school. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely how it feels like. Something that we covered in chemistry over three, four lectures is something that we'd spend six weeks on in college. And that's really hard to get your mind around when you go back to revision. I mean, obviously, if it's something you did in college, it is revision, but still it's hard to hard to get over everything that you've done in such a short time. Yeah. How does that make you feel though? Because I mean, like coming coming out of that, like, yeah, that's that's ridiculous, that the expectation that's there. But also a lot of the time you end up working towards it and you end up meeting that expectation. Um, a lot of people might, you know, end up getting stressed and really, really like on the down spiral, downward spiral with that. But um, yeah, what, what was your take on it? Did you surprise yourself at all? I did do a bit of pre-study. So I try to go to lectures not viewing the content for the first time. So I'm not like confused with the concept. I'm like just looking at like extra things the lecturer might say. 
But then again, doing this, looking back at year 13, how long I spent just writing useless notes at like one subject. I'm like, I could have done that so much quicker. Yeah, exactly. Um, Getting into uni is feeling of shedding everything you've ever known, like linear note taking, um, going to your uh, teachers after class to iron out questions instead of going on a website and posting a question waiting for two hours. It's you're reforming all your study habits in your first few weeks. And that's, well, for me, that was the biggest hill I've had to climb. And I still am climbing that hill, frankly. Yeah, I would say. So obviously when people start off in biomedical health science, particularly with, you know, with them trying to aim for med, you don't really have much time in the first two weeks to figure out that difference between high school and uni. And um, obviously being someone who's never tried to get into medicine, I went straight into physiotherapy. Um, I really, I feel really lucky that I got to have those first two weeks of just like, oh, what's uni about? Like, what's a week about? Like, oh yeah, like let's go to town, you know, like those kinds of things. And like, I'm sure that you guys don't feel like you guys got that opportunity. But on top of that, you had lockdown in the first two weeks of your first year at uni. How are you guys feeling with navigating like that uncertainty while being in one of the hardest years of your academic life so far? <laughs> that, that's a that's a heavy question to lay on. <laughs> well, for me, first two weeks were like pretty hard because I do not like studying at home. I do go library or something. But then after I actually do like when for like what I look forward to after a lecture are the like JTT tutorials because the social aspect of the tutorials, like I'm not trying to promote. Plug. Not, We're going to plug yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, like honestly, because normally you hear like scary stories of how people are at Biomed, but like everyone at the tutorials are like super nice, super kickback and you can actually make some good friends. Mm. So like that's what I look forward to. Yeah. I, I for one, I can't get anything done during study groups. I'm just very social. If I'm in that social aspect, my mind just switches off studying. But going to JTT, again, shameless promo, um, but it's been the easiest method to find like-minded people because you surround yourself by the people that you want to aspire to be like, right? And it's it really helps you find that balance. Like you just throw in a question in the group chat and you get a like answer back and people are like stressed out just like you're stressed out it feels good to have people that are kind of like you just like stressed together stressed together yeah uh actually on that note you guys are currently still living at home or living in halls i got massive fomo from not being at dorms okay honestly what are your views yeah like because my friends are at halls and sometimes he tags me and i study there it's such a nice environment yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I know that there are going to be people that, that ask this question because people always ask this question when we talk about this is, you know, the social aspect of it. Like, you know, there's lots of ways that you can get the social aspect. One way, is, well, there's not lots. There's really two main ways. You know, w- one of the ways, obviously, you guys are talking about is coming to the tutorials that we have. And, uh, you know, people originally, and I'm sure it was the same for both of you, where initially you're thinking like, oh, it's going to be really good for me academically. But then once you come to it, you realize actually, the main benefit of it is like psychologically. Definitely. And you sort of, I think a lot of students coming into the year really underestimate how much of a difference the psychological component may. And I'm very upfront about that when I, you know, tell people about classes, I'm like, okay, you can come to classes, you're going to sign up because you think it's academically good for you, but you're going to realize that actually the reason that you come to it is because of the 
psychological benefit, you know, and even when you tell them up front, they're like, oh yeah, sure, 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 sure. And then, you know, um, but then the second aspect is if you live in a hall, you can also get a lot of that social component. Exactly. Um, I guess the, the slight difference is, is that it's a little less, a little less filtered. It's not like you're getting like sociopaths in the living next to you in the hall, but yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of people there. Some halls can be a little bit rowdier. Mm. Um, if you a little bit, a bit less um, uh, good with self-management, then you may kind of derail a little bit more into, you know, a few things like that, but don't feel like you're going to be socially isolated unless you either live in a hall or come to the tutorials, you know, because there are ways to make friends, you know, even like you said, coming to lectures and things like that. Um, how have you actually found the social aspect of it in, in terms of the vibe that you get in the lectures? Like, do people feel, you know, if you're a year 13 student, thinking what's it going to be like sitting in a lecture theater like am i going to feel stressed is it going to feel com like really competitive you know when i'm studying am i going to be like super stressed out all the time you know what is it that actually brings you stress what is it that you know prevents that stress do you want to go ahead with this one okay, so for me personally what, what like does make me feel stress is looking at the end goal of like how many people get in you know i want to get in you know and looking at the grades you have to get and like I don't know, just overthinking that sometimes does bring me stress, I feel like. Ways I do cope with it is literally, I just have study groups, I guess, and it's just all, all of us studying together, helping each other out. It's it's a nice environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like thinking about the end goal is sort of me bringing my own demise. Uh, when I have just afternoons, I like sit around four or five hours just to get through some content. And it slowly when I get through all of that, it, there's this like little bugging voice at the back of my head saying, there's a test. Yeah, yeah, everything this year uh, rides on that test. Oh yeah, and enjoy the rest of your night though. Uh, it, but when, when I go to lectures, I, I see like, we're all like stressed, anxious, uni kids who got thrown in from year 13. We're all in the same sinking ship. So I find comfort in the fact that everyone's going through it. So that, that's what I also like going into lecture theaters. I don't feel stressed from the, the tension in the air, which I'll backtrack on that when I get to the test day. But the, the tension in the air actually helps me get a better understanding of where everyone's at. Yeah, it's, it's good to think about it in that aspect. Yeah, sure. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Um, not more so for you guys, because it seems like you guys have figured it out already. I do also, I know, I do also want there, to hear your perspective truth? on it, but I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show before, but I, like my role at JTT was actually just like the receptionist. Like I started off volunteering here simply because I wanted to know a bit more about medicine before dedicating six years to studying it and then a whole life, you know, and I stayed here for two weeks and I was like, definitely not. Um, but then I ended up sticking around as a receptionist, but a big part of my role later on became that I was secretly kind of like monitoring everyone to see what they were like mental health wise. Um, and I can honestly, honestly say like coming to JTT, not because JTT, but like just in general, having a group of like-minded people in the same room to talk to each other and go through the same experiences with was so important. And to me, like from my perspective, um, as someone who has never had to experience the stress, I really thought that, mental health and having some, some people to talk to actually ended up being one of the biggest defining factors for those that were going to be able to get through the year. 
And that's just, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong because every person that I predicted would get in basically got in. And you could tell that, you know, everyone there, as we've said, is academically strong and you can learn study habits. But if you're not able to manage that stress and find people to share that stress with, but also talk about other things with. There were times where I made social circles and I made everyone sit down on the ground. I was like, we are going to talk about something else apart from studying today. We are going to have a life outside of med. That was like so important. And yeah, I just want to say people do not take that for granted. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, actually, you know, on that note, the story is like, we're, we're sitting here right now and, you know, a lot of people, um, it's actually funny that because we get, you know, students obviously that listen to the podcast and they come into first year and then they they like walk into this room and they're like, oh, this is like where you guys shoot the podcast. And it's like, yeah, it is. But the thing is like the reason actually this area, initially when we got this space, you know, there were some desks over here for people to like study in small groups. And the reason that we actually have like, you guys can't see. Um, but maybe if you like subscribe, you'll see in a future episode when we do a tour of this place. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got like beanbags here and we have like a guitar hanging on the wall, which you guys will have seen a guitar hanging on the wall. And, um, you know, we tried to make this like a space that feels nice and cozy. And the reason actually for, you know, creating this space was because of Emma's like little social circles. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know, I I found out like I can't remember I can't remember who told me, but like one day I found out that you were just kind of like running these little like <laughs> like these um I don't know what to call it like so, social groups they're sim- doing sympathy what? circle they're doing what in my room sympathy yeah. circle not study and I was like that sounds awesome so yeah I think yeah then I um got the beanbags in there and then um I found out that um you know I wish you who's behind the camera there who's our student coordinator this year. Um, was like playing guitar when she was in um, first year with some of the other people. And so I bought a guitar and chucked it on the wall. So like, I think that social thing is really like what drives people because you don't normally see like a group of students just like laughing and having fun and like enjoying first year. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't get into medicine, still being like, that was a really cool kind of experience. It's not a very kind of common, yeah, common sort of thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, in that year, I was I used to be the class uh, pop health tutor and stuff as well. And I'd com- I was completely surprised in the first time when I saw Emma doing this and stuff with these kids as well. And I, and I thought back to- Can I just say that completely comes from a perspective of someone who's never had to experience the stress. Like, like everyone here is probably stressed 24-7. I was like, no, no. Sorry about what you did the weekend, which is anything that was not study related, like, you know, so- I'm sorry, but it was for your own good. Regardless, it was really, really good. And I thought back to my first year and I was like, this is really, really like rare to come by. And exactly with what you said, I came in with that single-minded approach. And you guys probably, along with a lot of your other peers, is just, okay, at the end of this year, I need to receive that acceptance email so that I'm set for my life. And that's literally, it's like a the only thing that you really ever worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a more mature mindset and you actually become such an interesting um, like first year candidate as well, uh, let alone just another interest, like a more interesting person. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're able to look at that decline later, you know, if that, if that's what you ended up giving with and, and, and still say at the end of the day, like it was a good year and I would not regret doing it again in uh, that way. In, in my opinion, I, I've had some postgraduates from my college uh, get that decline letter and you saw they, they went through uni solo. They didn't make many friends. They were they were attacking the tide head on, and when they got that uh, 
decline letter, they were completely crushed. But they didn't have the ability to say, I'm glad I took the year. I grew as a person because of biomed. They said, I wasted my year. What now? And I feel like that. Yeah, that's that, really sad. I, I I see that sometimes as well with, you know, like a lot of students that are coming into like, um, for example, you know, we get that a lot sometimes with students that come in just for the interview course. Mm -hmm. You know, they've already, you know, had a terrible time in their first semester. They come in for the interview course and then we go through some interview stuff at the end of the year. They're just like, well, that was a waste of time because they just didn't make anything out of that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I wanted to um, ask, so on behalf of like students that are listening, mm -hmm. you know, if you just sit and think about kind of uh, what you think, you know, the, the typical year 12 or year 13 student that's looking into going into pre-med, like what's the, what's something that you think that they should really know? Look, we've already talked about the idea of, you know, take care of yourself, learn to take care of yourself, you know, don't underestimate that social psychological aspect of it, you know. So except for that, which is undoubtedly important, what is something that you think that maybe a lot of students are either under undervaluing the importance of or they're not considering that with, you know, five weeks of experience, um, you would actually give that advice. And just FYI, five weeks doesn't seem like a lot from high school timeline, but I can guarantee you, you know, five weeks at uni, first year pre-med feels like a whole, like what, two, three terms of, it's yeah. just intense. I've lived an entire life already. So if that's yeah, where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like inception, you know, when like they go like into a layer and then, you know, you live like this whole life. What's that guy, that Japanese dude, if you, um, Jaden, can you check a clip of uh, that <laughs> Japanese guy from Inception into I'm an old man. Filled with regret. You know that guy <laughs> where like, you meet him at the beginning, uh, sorry, spoilers for anyone who has watched Inception, a really good movie, you should pause, pause now and watch if you should, you know, have, haven't, but you know, there's that Japanese dude at the beginning, he's like an old man, and you find yeah. out that was like your buddy or something, he just, yeah, exactly. he's just been living there a whole lifetime in the time it took for like, I don't know, like a pencil to drop. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what pre-med is like, you know, you drop your pencil and then you, you come up and then you graduated already. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so five weeks, the point is five weeks is plenty of time to get a feel for what pre-med is like and to really have been put under the pump, you know, mm -hmm. of, of that pressure. So given that reflection, um, what's something that you guys would, would tell to year 12 or year 13 student that they, they might not be thinking about? I would say like a priority list, like knowing what you have to do. Because like the biggest mistake you could do is like get behind on work because there's a lot. Because if you're behind then they're also throwing work at you so that and study skills essentially like if you work from a year 12 and 13 because my study skills in year 13 were not good like for example my physics teacher gave us like the entire course book with bolded words and as she talked she said highlight the bolded words the bolded words <laughs> they're already standing out but we had to highlight them i have a yeah. very similar story um in chemistry <laughs> <laughs> just just shut up got some thoughts on that <laughs> just shut up our chemistry teacher would hand us an entire booklet of the topic we were doing. For example, uh, kinematics. He made the notes for us. We had to just highlight what he told us to highlight. And by the time the exam came on, he's like, oh, you got the notes. You should know everything by now. And, and you scrape by. Every month, you just scrape by in year 12 and year 13 with um, the marks you get. And once you get into uni, no, no, no. Months before you get into uni, Forget everything you know. Just forget everything. 
in year 12 and 13, whatever you did to study for your exams, whatever you did to study for your weekly quizzes, forget it. Stop it. I just want to, I just want to point out, you know, those of you that are listening on um, I am audio, you know, may not be able to see this. I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. Yeah. If you can see this on YouTube, um, you know, you would see that Niket's got some, you know, intense hand gestures coming on, but they're all under the table. You know, everything he's saying is like really purposeful and, and driven. You have to keep this in mind. If this is the last thing that is heard from me in this world, keep that in mind. Send help. He's <laughs> so passionate about this. I cannot tell you the first three, four weeks were absolute hell trying to keep up with lectures. I, I did keep up. I ended up keeping up every Sunday night and then starting pre-study for the next week. You find yourself in a vicious cycle. And the thing is, everything you do in the months before uni starts, you need to try, prevent yourself getting into that vicious cycle. And again, shameless plug, what I've learned at JTT is, is perfect. Um, linear note-taking. Take that out the window. Whatever you've done to study for exams, out the window. I don't care what you use to study for exams. Out the window. Start fresh. You start with a fresh mind. And that really gets you ready for the next step. And that being uni. Mm. I think I've answered this question before myself as well. And I've taken a much different take on it previously. Probably more like practical. Or like learn how to study more. Do this. Do that. And stuff. But I think... You know, a few years on after, God, I'm so old. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow, so old now. Um, but I think, I think the few years that I've like looking back retrospectively, at least, I've sort of realized that, you know, there's a reason why um, your mature students, your postgrad students, always inevitably do better at uni, and it's just like it just comes down to the to the fact that they can just. No, they just know themselves and they manage themselves a lot better, and that'll come down to the fact that they've been on this earth alive for a little bit of a longer time. <laughs> Arisha's just making a little converse noise with her with her shoe. <laughs> Again, uh, yeah, I mean I mean they they missed the shot in the camera shot anyway. Um but I think if like going back to the year 12 and 13 students and and, and the experiences that we would you know ask from them and things that we would ask. Less of a practical tip, but I'd say just do more stuff. And when I say do more stuff, I mean like like go out more, study more do more work, like work, work harder as well. Make more meaningful relationships, mm -hmm. like live more experiences and stuff. Try, like, try, try age without aging. Get mm -hmm. the, get the experience that growing older would give you by not wasting your years in the added time that year 12 and 13 gives you, mm -hmm. because you, you end up filling up that time regardless, right? School doesn't really push you. You know what it's like to be pushed now. Yes. But if you could go back to year 12 and 13, imagine the hours and the days or you know, the months that you would have had in, to spare and the amount of stuff that you could have done instead. You could write an essay about it. You could write a book yeah, about that definitely. stuff. Um, and so, yeah, just bear in mind that you are a lot more capable than you might think you are at the time. And that's going to be a rule for the rest of your life. You're probably more capable than you are you know, next year than you are now currently, mm -hmm. assuming we're on that path and on the trend. But that's the goal. Well said. I just, yeah, to add to what you're, you know, you're talking about um, is that when you're in high school, you're in this mentality of just trying to get that particular grade or that outcome. And mm -hmm. then you figure out how the system works and you just game the system. Yeah. The thing is like, you can only game the system for so long, but you're not really gaming any, you're not gaming the system. You're gaming yourself because you're, you're, you're taking away like skills that you could develop or you're taking away experiences that you could 
have. And if you just continue to do the bare minimum to just get a scrape, you know, like Nikki, what you're talking about, like scraping by to get the grade. And we're not talking about scraping by to pass, right? We were actually talking about scraping by to get top, like pretty good results. Yeah. You know, and even if you're getting top results, it doesn't mean that you're not scraping by. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, if you do the bare minimum, then you're going to get the bare minimum out of it, yeah. which is going to be what, congratulations, you got a grade, you know, pat, pat, good job, go, go out into the world. You, you took none of that grade with you. Yeah. What do you take with you? Do you have experiences? Do you have insight? Do you have perspective? Do you have maturity? Do you have, you know, life skills? Do you have study skills? Do you have people skills? If you don't have any of that, you just lost the whole tutorial level of your life, AKA high school. Yeah. You know, and like, you're just going to be, you know, just like a noob grinding out, like, you know? Yeah. So it's just yeah, not a exactly. sustainable way of, yeah. Um, you know, I think, um, uh, there's uh, probably a lot of stuff to talk about, you know, with the experience of first year. And like I said, you know, you, you've lived like a whole lifetime in the last five weeks, maybe, um, you know, later, later in the year, depending on your mental state, we'll <laughs> invite you guys back to see and do a comparison of how that was like one after of, your first semester. One of us, gonna, we're going to be gone. Like one of us will not make it mentally. <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully we'll be able to uh, invite both of you guys back. Yeah, um, uh, unless all the fans, you know, hate you. Uh, in which case... Um, fans, the haters in the comments, bro. Yeah, so if you, um, you know, if you liked this sort of stuff, if you have any other comments... Um, or questions that you really want to get from a pre-med student that is currently, you know, living it right now. Well, here's some different types of perspectives. Maybe you want to hear from a student that's had a certain type of situation in high school or something like that. You know, whatever your idea is, uh, leave a comment um, in the in the video uh, on YouTube, and or just you know send us send us a message on Facebook on the JTT page or the Subcut page, and we'll try to put that in for the next episode. And uh, if any of you guys are listening right now and you are, you know, a high school student and you're thinking about going and you're wondering how do I, you know, do all of this stuff in terms of studying more effectively or planning my year and all of that, because like you guys have both mentioned is that what you do in year 13 actually can have a lot of carryover effects. And if you leave mm -hmm. it until end of year 13, you're probably going to struggle a lot more to, you know, bridge that, that Definitely. deficit. Yeah. So um, if, if any of you listening are, are interested in that, then you can go onto the website, jttmed.com, where we run webinars basically every single month talking about this type of thing. Um, they're free and you can just jump in and uh, listen to it or just, you know, binge some of the other episodes where we talk about, you know, probably a, a lot of everything that you, you need to know. Um, anyway, but thanks uh, both of you for joining. Uh, any last words that you want to leave behind? Uh, to the year... To oh God, that... <laughs> Tell my oh, God, God, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone listening, these are my last few comments. But uh, to everyone in year 12 and 13, don't sacrifice your social life for those grades. I mean, aim for an A+. Plus. Aim for a 95, 98, 99. Don't sacrifice your social life. Don't sacrifice anything for getting above what you need for an A star. For example, I've seen too many people in my class, our, our top three people, who got top in New Zealand and top in the world for math, physics, chemistry, they they lost quite a lot to get what they gained. So, And you don't have to. You can get good results without and be social. You know? I went to parties and we all ended up in biomed. So, you know, um, weigh your options. Again, like uh, Karim said, like give priority to what's important because what you're going to be doing for the next few months right before or uh, before year 13 ends it, it really does build up 
your your skills for uni. Sure. And I would say don't go into the year thinking you're doing it alone because you're just going to lose friends. Mm-hmm. Go into like the mentality of meeting, branching, networking with like different people. Yeah. And yeah, you'll be fine. Well, the great Ben Diesel once said, we ride together, we die together. And on that note, uh, <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is. You know the drill. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Uh, bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Subcut. If you guys have any suggestions for content, please make sure you send it through. You can get in touch and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us on our website at jttmid.com slash subcut. Subcut is a podcast brought to you by JTT. If you or anyone you know is interested in a career in medicine, make sure to get in touch and check us out at jttmid.com.